This is Live from the Table, the official podcast of New York's world-famous Comedy Cellar, coming at you on Sirius XM 99, Raw Dog, and on the Ridecast Podcast Network. Dan Natterman here. We have with us, as always, Noam Gorman, the proprietor of New York's world-famous Comedy Cellar, Perielle Ashenbrand, our producer, is with us. And with us also, Jay McBride, Comedy Cellar regular, fart, smart, did I say fart? I meant smart and funny. It's both. Uh, it's both. Proudly transgender, one of the first trans comedians to work on a national level. She has performed both as a headliner and sharing the stage with comedy greats like Gilbert Godfrey, Jim Norton, and Bobcat Goldthwait. In addition to numerous comedy festivals, Jay recently made her television debut on Comedy Central's This Week at the Comedy Cellar. Welcome, Jay McBride. And of course, I saw you very recently on election night. We did that show with Hot Tem. So yeah, that was fun. That was really fun. Yes, it was. Uh, and we had a lot of listeners, I think, actually. That was a marathon. Uh, Did he, now how many, no, were you on that for the whole thing? Dan, were you on it yeah. for most of it? Or? I was on it for about half. Oh, okay. No. That's a lot. That's a stretch. Yeah. It was a bit uh, long, but um, I think we had plenty of things to discuss. It yeah. was an interesting night. I, um, I hopped on for an hour and then I left and then I came back for an hour. It was, I thought it was great. It was, um, he really pulled it off. Nice. Who was Kornacki though? Who kept going to the big board? Anyone? Uh, we didn't really have any big board. Oh. Um, Stephen Calabria tried to pretend he's going to the big board, and we all made fun of him, so he never did it again. We ended the night, of course, in a state of uncertainty. Uh, as we signed off, uh, Trump was ahead, but our guests had correctly predicted that, that, that Biden would catch up uh, with the uh, absentee votes. I forgot who that guy, who's that guy's, uh, who's that guy's name again that uh, said that? Cheska, Ch Ch Pesca? Mike Pesca. Mike Pesca, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He had said that uh, Biden's going to catch up with the absentee votes, and that end ended up being what happened. Yeah, he's a smart anyway, dude. You know, he does a slate, he does a slate podcast, the gist. <clears throat> anyway, where should we begin tonight? Obviously, it's been an a interesting week. Uh, Trump's still vowing to, uh, to, fight on, still thinks he might win. I don't know if he really thinks that or if he's just saying that. I mean, he'd be one of the few that actually believes it. Um, he, he's like the kid who tried, who loses the monopoly and then throws the board over and says he won. You know, he, that flips the board, leaves the table and says he won. That, that's what it feels like. Well, I, I believe I was that kid, but I have evolved <laughs> since then. That was you, yeah, all right. An election is a very, when you lose an election, it is a powerfully emotional experience, I would imagine. I, I've had a little bit of experience having worked on an election years ago for the mayor of my hometown. And it's a lot of work that you put into it. And, you know, it's, it's all or nothing. There's I'm no second I'm terrified that he's going to somehow, you know, take this over and... No, if he, if he, if he loses... He has no recourse, which he likely will, and he'll, I, I suspect he'll go quietly. He's not going to bolt himself inside the White House. <laughs> I don't know. I, I can, <laughs> can kind of see that. Then I can see Melania sort of like, you know, jumping out the window and be like, come this way, you know, or something. I, I just, I, I, I think like he just, he's handling this like every other defeat in history where he's suing. You know, I mean, like when Trump University fell, all he did was lawsuits for the la for five years. Yeah, he'll so, sue, but I think when the lawsuits are over and 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 when and if and likely uh, when he's declared the loser, he will leave and yeah. go back to. Unlike, you know, it, what's interesting to me is what he's going to do because most presidents, you know, what they're going to do after the presidency, they're going to they're going to give speeches for a hundred thousand uh, dollars a pop. 
and they're going to uh, take up a cause, some cause or another, um, and they're going to really not be altogether that relevant. But Trump is interesting because Trump actually had a career, non-political career, prior. He might go back to television. He might go back to real estate. He might stay in the political world. It'll be interesting to me. It'll be interesting to see. Noam, do you have any uh, predictions on that? Uh, on what question? Trump will do? What, what he'll do, yeah, out of office. I don't think he'll be welcome back on TV. They, I mean, I don't have any predictions. The speculation is that he would start his own news channel or something or his own Trump TV or I don't know. Who knows? Um, he, uh, there was an article today that people around him were saying that he's, he's trying to plot his uh, 2024 campaign, which implies that he expects to lose in 2020. But No one keeps telling me how little I understand about politics. I didn't say about politics. Just about everything. Just life in general. <laughs> Just like you're, you're, you're floundering. You're floundering. You're a flounder. You filled in the second part of that sentence in your own. And I keep saying I'm worried about what's going to happen. He's like, I wish I could express to you how little you understand. <laughs> the point is this. Sweet. When he's not president, he's not president. He doesn't get to decide. No, but he has, he has this cult of followers now, and he's gotta, he, he, he will not step out of the spotlight. There's no way he's got to lose touch and lose the ability to speak in front of these people. It's like there are people who agree with everything yet, so he's got to either start his own news network or something like that, and he's never got to, he's not going to go away. He's got he's to marry another 30-year-old model. You know, the, the, he has a pattern. He like, he's going to find another Eastern European model and then you know, move on. But doesn't he like kick it back to the Supreme Court or something who gets to decide and aren't they, isn't that like packed with all his cronies? Well, it has to be a case that goes to the Supreme Court. It has to be a legitimate case that, that gets turned down by every, every judge well, before that. It has that. to be like, for example, in, in Pennsylvania there, the question exists uh, whether to count the vo uh, votes that were received after a certain time. But if those if there are not enough of those votes to change anything, the Supreme Court won't take the case. In other words, if if there's twenty thousand votes that are in question, but Trump lost by thirty thousand votes or whatever the numbers are, the Supreme Court's going to say we're not taking the case because it's not going to change anything. No, but so, even so, they they I think the Pennsylvania state law says as long as it's postmarked by the oh, no election well, day. Well, that's where the controversy the lies because this yeah this, the, that's where the controversy is because the. The, uh, the state Supreme Court said that, but the state legislature said something else. So that's where the controversy arises. Yeah, I mean, it, and that's where potentially it could go to court, but that's only Pennsylvania. Even if he wins that, uh, there's still other states. It would be uh, almost impossible for him to turn this around legally. I, I would say that if he won by a margin, which represented those votes, which come in under the difference between the law as the Pennsylvania state legislature has written it and what the Pennsylvania State Supreme Court interpreted it to be, given the fact that we have an, uh, um, a Supreme Court which tends to defer to original, originalist thinking, I would say in that situation, Trump would have a very good shot of overturning it. But none of those, that's not the scenario already. It doesn't look like that would be enough votes in his three other states. And, you know, I, I, I don't see any, um, I don't see any pathway for them. But one thing that has not happened in the week uh, since election day is there haven't there hasn't been I'll knock on wood uh, COVID, any COVID cases. Pardon? COVID cases. Well, there have been plenty of those, but there haven't been any 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 violence okay. from the right. So hopefully they'll accept defeat graciously, 
and keep you know and and continue the fight perhaps in 2024 but 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 not do anything drastic it is one of the things that really bugs me about all this is that it happened on our election night thing we had almost all liberals on that show and they were all trying to tell us that they were expecting violence from the right should trump lose i'm like well what, what are they even gonna what would the violence even be maybe maybe you can see some counter protesting like some protests on protest violence but you expect the right wing to start like looting and burning down buildings and in the meantime every city in america is being boarded up and people are trying to pretend they're not afraid they're not boarding up because they're afraid of what happens if trump should win right why can't people be honest we all know what we were expecting if trump won and all we were expecting major violence in, in, in most of our cities, right? Am I wrong? Yeah, well, I mean, I think cities are a little different. It's not like, you know, you, it's not like if you go to, I don't know, like like a small town, Missouri, and someone's going to kick in the Piggly Wiggly or something. You know what I mean? There's not enough. When you have a city, though, it's like everyone's on top of each other. The population is like an explosion, and it just, it just leads cities, more though. to it. There are, there, there are but I, I think for the, for the most part, if you look at the cities across the country, like – most of them are either majority Democratic or at least 50% Democratic. I don't know. I mean, for, for whatever reason you want to um, describe, however you want to describe the causes or the reasons for it, the fact is that we were all scared of what would happen if Trump should win. Yeah, that's true. And people were pretending to be scared of what would happen should Biden win. I, I think many true. people were- There could were, be some violence if Biden wins. It could be fighting, whatever it is, or people taunting each other. But, uh, I mean, it would be unprecedented to see businesses being burnt down by the Proud Boys or something. It's just, you know. Who would, who yeah. Well, he did tell I him to stand by. <laughs> so, I mean, you know. And, and being terrified is sort of my natural state. So but He told him to stand by. I mean, the, the, the interpretation of that, leaving aside the fact that some might not agree with it, but the interpretation of stand by for like, political violence, meaning... A, uh, two people uh, out. I need to tell you one thing. What? Mommy did. Mommy needed to do one. Did mommy tell you a unit creator is out? Unit creator is out. Okay, that's fantastic. Go go. I'm not allowed to use it because I have no screens. No. Why are you punished? You're going down here. You can use it. You can use it. Go ahead. Go. What's anyway, unit creator? What's unit creator? He's been waiting for an upgrade on this totally active battle simulator program. Oh, nice. <laughs> He's been waiting for a year. Maybe one of these things that they keep postponing, postponing, postponing. This is like the happiest day of his life. Oh, it comes out after Biden wins. What a coincidence, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. So they were waiting for this. So what you're saying is, is that all of the Trump supporters are expected to graciously accept his defeat? Like no, the way, no, they're not going to be gracious, but the way, they, the way they're ingracious or ungracious, the word is, is not normally by looting and burning down their own businesses so no but also they're also stuck at the first stage of grief uh you know denial like they haven't even gotten to bargaining yet or anger so once they I, get to anger i think maybe they'll uh, let's, look, let's look at portland and seattle portland and seattle have been having you know uh, on, on again off again rioting now it's mostly white people like like it used to be you discussing stuff like you were discussing a, you were you know side swiping in a racial issue this isn't even no, at this no. Point, right? It's assholes. It's young, uh, uh, hipster, white people, whatever. And, and I mean, th 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 there's an infrastructure in place now for left-wing violence, as it were. And um, 
we just know what was going to happen if if Trump had won. And of course, the irony is that right now we're all upset because it seems like Trump isn't accepting the election. And this is being said by who's it? But you know, if we if Trump had won, we were all going to accept the election. Except that when he won in 2016, they didn't accept the election. They were all out, out there protesting, and, yeah. and they were they were even trying to get the electors to become faithless electors. There was a whole celebrity video of everybody trying Martin Martin Sheen and all of them trying to convince the electors to violate their oath and and turn and and vote for Hillary. So. I mean, here, the hypocrisy is just rank. And I'm not defending I, Trump. I mean, he should go to hell. Yeah, here's the, here's the big difference. The big difference is a year ago yesterday, Barack Obama welcomed Trump into the White House to start the, the, a peaceful trans, transition. I, I mean, you know, when it comes to transition, I'm the expert. Yeah, yeah, no, you're, you're right. I, Trump should, well, look, I think that That's on election night. Day. I mean, that, that was a good joke. Thank you. Oh, I didn't even get it. I don't know. I, I don't see. I don't no see one, sexual, when no one gets uh, fixated on a certain topic, he doesn't. No, I, I don't see gender. Um, there was a uh, um, or color judging by your flag. <laughs> um, I don't remember what I was going to say now, but anyway, listen. Um, Trump. I think on day one and day two, it looked like there might be a legal case here because obviously we have lots of mail-in voting. I, I personally believe there's probably more fraud than has ever been before because you have more human element than has ever been before, and you also have more intensity than has ever been before. But as the margins just piled up, it became more and more difficult to um, imagine that even with a certain base level of fraud that uh, Trump actually could have won. And now they're kind of stuck in this position. And I think they're going to look for a way to get out. He's got to concede. No, he's got to concede, but act like a victim. He's got to be a That's martyr right. in order for his, his big, his next step to succeed. Because if he's but, not a martyr, you know, he can't be considered a loser in anyone's minds, but if he's a martyr, then people are still follow. But the thing is, I mean, and what, what I don't get, and I've been in situations many times in my life as a, an employer where I had to convince somebody that what I was telling them was true. And the, the most natural thing is to say, listen, come in, I'll show you all my emails, you can go through it, you can speak to anybody you want. Like, it's an open book. That's the only way you can satisfy someone. So you'd think that, given the fact that half the country or a quarter of the country is so suspicious of all this, you'd think that the, the, the other side would be saying, listen, great, let's just turn it all out, let's have a recount, let's, you know, there's no hurry here, let's make sure as best we can that everybody's satisfied here. We're not gonna convince everybody, but we're going to convince a lot of people who were, who were in good faith wondering what's going on here, you know? But instead, they seem to be resisting this stuff and almost playing into his hands in the same way Saddam Hussein played into the hands of the weapons inspectors. It's like anytime somebody seems to be against an open examination of the facts, they appear a little suspicious, right? That's just... He True, true. But I think a lot of that comes from like speaking as, as a liberal, it feels a little bit like, like there's a Gary Larson car, cartoon where they crawl through the desert and they get to a water fountain and they're like, hold on, let's let it get cool, cold, you know, where it's like, like, that's like, we don't want to let it get cold. We just want to, like, we want it to be over. We, we waited, we waited, we want it to be, and I can tell you, that's where it comes from. I, like, yeah, rationally, I could say like, yeah, just like, look, let them have this, just recount it, take a couple weeks, fine. But honestly, I can tell you that's where it's from. But I mean, he's kind of, a, he, he looks kind of ridiculous, right? 
Oh yeah. And, 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 um, that's, you guys, should, you know, the, the left should enjoy that. Like he's, he's, he's looking ridiculous. Nobody's taking him seriously. He is looking more and more like Al Pacino and Scarface is screaming and yelling when he's got no chance, you know, it's I want to see what, I want to see what happens. Well, that's oh, sorry. Colin Quinn said, I think in his, uh, I don't know if he said it in his uh, one man show. He said it somewhere that that Trump is going to go out like uh, Pacino at the end of Scarface, you know, with guns blazing. It, it's uh, crystal clear that the military is not going to come to his aid to keep him installed in office. Even the Republicans are not going to keep his aid. This this kind of thing about his cronies in the Supreme Court. I think people should really stop holding so casually such low opinions of Supreme Court justices, especially considering the fact that. His, you know, his cronies have voted against um, the government on a lot of cases, on a lot of cases, including big ones like the uh, giving trans rights uh, case. I mean, that was Justice Gorsuch who wrote that opinion, you know. And then, of course, it was a conservative court that upheld gay marriage. And, um, and, and of course, an election isn't even a conservative liberal issue, meaning that we, we thought those conservative justices would vote, vote the other way on those sex issues because they're conservatives and they would prefer the legislature to do everything. That's basically their stance. But on an election issue, we don't know even what the issue is. On some issues, you could imagine the conservatives would vote. On other issues, you might think the conservatives would vote the other way. And by the way, there's a history like when Nixon, the Nixon tapes, uh, there's a case about the Nixon tapes, the court, these were Nixon appointees largely, voted nine nothing against Nixon I mean, I mean, and, and it's, it's even silly to think that the Supreme Court is in love with Trump. You know, most, most thinking intellectual conservatives are not Trump fans. They tolerate that, by the way, to uh, transition, if you will, into a discussion about uh, tr transgender. Ugh, again? I know. Enough with the transgender. Ugh. Well, God. well, by the way, it's... It is important because this election saw the uh, uh, the first Perry. Uh, what was it? The first transgender uh, state. Yeah, Sarah, Sarah McBride. Sarah, Sarah McBride, Taylor Small, Stephanie Byers. I mean, there were more. Can I mean, it's a big deal, isn't it? Well, I don't know. Let's ask Jay how she feels about it. I don't know. I guess no. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess, you know, more representation is a good thing. I, I don't see the harm in that. I mean. You know they have to be good at their job, but you know otherwise. And by the way, Sarah McBride's very cool. I, I actually was at two conferences with her. She's really, really a sweet person. So she, I think she'll do a great job. No um, relation to you, I, I guess. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> and, and like even if we were, like she would look like the sister that was like that was like cared for when I was thrown in the dumpster. You know, I was the one who survived on trash for five years, and she. So that's like the difference. She's like that side of the coin, but no, no relation. Um, no, I think I think she'll do a great job. I think in general, like, you, you know, I think Democrats have this long history of being patronizing to minorities and saying, like, here's what I think you sh we should be doing instead of asking like a trans person or a black person or, you know, a gay and lesbian couple, like what they should be doing. They're just like, I guess we should do this. Let's So now they'll actually be someone, you know, who can tell me. Can I ask you, when you go on the road, you, you tour nationally, at least you tour nationally when COVID yeah. Around. Right, and, and so you see the people, and the, yeah. I assume when you're performing, there's people, you know, the pickup truck type folk with the, you know, the gun rack and these type people, you know, uh, that we associate with uh, Trump. And uh, how do they receive you? Great. I, I mean, I, like I, 
Uh, so I've been in some of the reddest states. Like I was in, I've done Nebraska twice, you know, like Kansas, Indiana. So, I mean, like there are, uh, there are these crowds that probably at the time, I mean, it's the last time I was in Nebraska was probably like six years ago or seven years ago. And being trans wasn't as ubiquitous as it is now, but like, I felt like at the end of it, people that had never met a trans person were now like, Oh, okay. You're not like, you're not a serial killer child molester. Okay. You know, and, and it felt, it felt kind of good. It felt like they saw me as a person and a comedian rather than, um, you know, some like weird, mysterious creature that they, you know, mythological creature that they've never heard of. So, so um, I think back then, at least it was, it was I, I loved it. I would, in, in truth, I used to rather perform in front of conservative crowds sometimes because liberals <laughs> tend to be very, very sensitive. Well, that's right. And, you know, I, I wonder if there's, if there's any precedent for a nation moving as far as quickly as America has moved on the LGBTQ plus issues. IAA, I believe, are the next two letters. IAA, yes, yes. Um, IAAPP. I, uh, uh, in the last, I don't know how long have we had uh, gay marriage now? Uh, too long. <laughs> Let's say, say the last, last 15 years. I mean, 15 years ago, Barack Obama was running against gay marriage. The Democrats were signing the Defense of Marriage Act, the Mar Marriage with a Man or whatever it is. Trans, my God. Hillary Clinton was again, like said yeah. a lot of things about tra trans people like e Obama. And I think Obama, when he first ran for president was like, you know, gay marriage, I just don't know if I can get behind. You know, he, he was very waffly a little bit, you know, but- um, He was against it, he was against it. I mean, he, he might've been privately for it and did, did it just because he wanted to become wanted to win the election, but he was against it. And, um, and now, like, I mean, you, you see how the country has changed and you would, but on the other hand, you would think by listening to people that we're worse than we've ever been. Like, like, you know, where, I mean, as civil rights issues go, particularly for, for gay, I don't, I, I don't want to speak about trans, so I don't, I'm not informed and I, and I think it's probably not true, but especially for, for the gay issue, that's as close to an issue being able to declare victory and go home as any struggle issue I've ever seen or heard of. It is, it, we are so close to the, to the moment where people really do not care whether you're gay anymore. I, I cannot believe it. Like, I just can't believe it happened so quickly in my lifetime, you know? Trans, I think, is, um, has moved a tremendous distance but it's still regarded as, a, forgive me, as an oddity in a certain way. And I, and I think that will, that, that's a, I mean, being, you know. I don't, no, I don't that's 100%. Yeah, yeah. So, so that, that I think makes it difficult. And I think that, that it may continue to be difficult because trans, although you guys, you, you people, whatever, you, you, you humans. Us things, us little, although, us, although things. You're, us although creatures. You group, us, you creatures are grouped in with gayness. In a lot of ways, I think, um, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a grouping that I don't um, even totally really think follows to me. Now, well, for the starters, gay people are more fun than trans people, like <laughs> down the line, 100%. Like, that's 100% true. But I, th here, here, I think what happened a lot of ways, and I think you're right, I think like if they're like on the gay agenda, like gay rights should be checked off now at this point. You know, theoretically, there are still instances where people like, I think South Carolina, they passed a bill to say like uh, that adoption clinics did not have to 
um, adopt to a gay couple. You know, like, like so there are things like that. So there's, there's pockets, like country clubs that won't let Jews in, whatever. But, but right, right, right. No, no, yeah, yeah. So I basically, we're good. But I think what happened is once, once gay marriage uh, passed in the Supreme Court uh, in, in Obergefell, um, everyone just sort of like, was like, all right, look, we lost this one. And then like all this hate just went like, all right, let's go to the trans people. You know, I just sort of like shifted. And so they took, you you'd even see like the same playbook at times, like, oh, uh, like, uh, you don't want to share a restroom with a gay man. You don't want to share a restroom with a black man. Then it just became, you don't want to share a restroom with a trans person. You know, the same, like, you don't want this person near your kids. They used to say that about gay people. They used to call gay people pedophiles and like have these like videos about it. And I think they turned that, well, trans people are pedophiles. You don't want them near in a dressing room because they're pedophiles. And I think a lot of that hate just sort of like shifted down a step. Like, well, maybe we win this one. You know, it's like, like they lost Poland and they're just trying to defend Germany. It's not, to me, it's not just hate, although there is, Definitely hate, I mean, for sure. Um, but there's also legitimate issues. Like, it, I've, I've stumbled on the issue of um, trans um, uh, trans women competing in, like, high school sports and just dominating and just dominating, you know? I, I, I don't regard that as an issue of hate. I regard that as an issue of it's similar to weight classes in boxing. Like, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's something you have to grapple with in terms of, um, is it fair? You know, so no, I totally and, get and, that. And and you might disagree with me, but I, but 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 hope, but what would upset me is if you thought like I'm saying it out of some sort of hate. I I, I mean, when when you have a situation where somebody is not only probably going to dominate, but also break every record there's ever been by you know by, by leaps and bounds, it's natural to ask, well, you know, what, what's going on there? Like that doesn't seem like a fair competition, right? So there's other issues. The bathroom issue, Wait, I think, is ridiculous, I, I but it's a real, you know, I, I, I think the bathroom issue is absolutely absurd. I always have. On right. the other hand, some uh, old-fashioned person's like, I don't want my daughter in there seeing a dick, right? Well, no. Like, how, I mean, how, how many dicks have you seen in restrooms? Never. I, I, that's, okay, I think the bathroom you know. is ridiculous. But I'd when, ask you, Dan, but I, I think it's more than zero. When they react that, but when they react that way, the react, that reaction is maybe like, kind of ridiculous, but it's not insincere in a way. Like, I, right. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I don't want to see a dick in the bathroom either, uh, you know. Totally ignorant. And, you know, uh, we've oh, had- Okay, well, hold on, hold on. Hold on. So what about- Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait so let wait. me take out the bathroom. What about high school locker rooms? Uh-huh. It doesn't That's not ignorant. Matter. It doesn't matter. It's like- well, It doesn't matter to you. No, it doesn't matter full stop. I mean, the level okay. of- That's a typical liberal point of view. You know the answer and anyone else- I mean, I haven't- gotten a sentence out yet so i don't even know that you know that what i'm saying is that with nobody's seeing dicks i mean it's like trans people gallivanting into the locker room to like show their genitals to people especially in high school if anything it's the exact opposite like they're struggling to well i used to uh Used to definitely hide mine because it was so tiny and <laughs> nudity is a part of a part of sports. Uh, yeah, I think here's when, when someone who's trans has like so much hatred for their body that it's like they, they cover up more than anyone else for the most part. I can say, but but to your point, like I can understand where yes, people would say like, well, this is you know, I can understand your point of view. Let's talk about and like with the with trans people in sports, it's just. You know, uh, trans people get fired from Macy's. This is the one thing we're better at, everyone, then. Just let us have this one. You know, just let us have this one. We'll give up everything else. All right, we'll give up politics. Just, no. Um, I, I, I mean, I think, yeah, it's ridiculous when someone who's competed as a man then competes 
as a woman. I think that's absurd, quite honestly. You know, I, and, and like I, I get it, but but my 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 whole thing boils down to this with trans kids, and it's not it's not so pervasive that it happens at every school. It's very rare. You, you know, it, I think there's a school in Connecticut where it happened with a couple uh, um, people in track who were beat by the people that are suing them, incidentally, recently. But um, I think it happens there. But for that's the most amazing. part- That's Wait, that's, that happened? So will you say what that was? What's that? Will you say what happened there? Somebody sued? Well, there, there's a case in Connecticut where parents of these uh, of girls are suing because they're losing to these trans athletes. And but recently they actually beat the trans athlete in the same That's event. Amazing. But 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 I mean it, it's I, I I can understand that financially. And uh, my my whole concern with this whole like yes like like black and white ban or don't ban thing with trans it's like there's like a trans kid who just wants to fit in who's maybe 10 and just wants to play soccer because it's a sport they're not trying to win any scholarships or not and and that's where i think like it's important to be inclusive like if like someone who someone who's you know in the u.s yeah someone who's someone who's like 300 pounds like has like three hormone shots is transitioned a year later than then goes into into heavyweight boxing and women i think that's again I, I don't think that's a good look for us quite frankly but yeah i mean don't get me wrong I, I believe that if i were in the situation where i was working on that problem i would try very very hard to uh err on the side of inclusivity and to try to uh bring happiness to the to every child, trans or not. I, I, you know, part of the problem when you discuss these things is that people want to infer, you know, from what you're saying that you have some sort of what your, where your heart is. And, I, and I'm, uh, that's not the case at all. I'm just saying there are, the whole, the entire world has always, some, sometimes for reasons we think are outdated and sometimes for reasons we still maintain found it at various times uh, sensible to separate along sex, right? Right, right. And, well, and I, now, we have, now we have situations that are gonna come up where we're gonna have to blur that separation and that, and that to, say, to say that it's out of hate would, would imply that the initial reasons were out of hate when nobody even considered trans at the time they did those reasons. At the times when, when girls wanted to be separated just as much as, from boys as boys wanted to be separated from boys. And, and a lot of it has to do with nudity and I might be more um, or various things, you know, so I'm just, the, the point is that there's going to be issues we're going to have to grapple with in transit. It's, it's harder than the gay issue. That's right, right. No, 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 it's, it's trickier. And it's also, again, you're right. If I said that it's all out of hate, you're correct. It's not out of hate. A lot of it's out of, out of I don't mean this in a mean way, it's out of ignorance. If someone who's never met a trans person who yes. doesn't know the deal, you know, you know, I think there's a lot of that. Although, you know, there will be people who have that mindset about like where they were and not changing you know i mean like like the flag behind you only has 46 stars so i mean like i know there are some things that we'll never get in front of is that true not, no i don't know <laughs> do i have an old flag i didn't care it's like <laughs> screw you missouri uh, going back uh quite a long way right i'm not sure when exactly but no well, but yeah ha having said that i would say that um there's never been a, a time or place in the history of the world where a, a trans child could look forward to a, a happy and, and a life full of acceptance, even without regard to 
there might be some bumps along the way, but the but the trajectory I, I would think if I had a trans child, at least in 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 um we're in New York, you know, but in many many places is 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 um much much, I mean qualitatively different than it's ever been before. Hundred percent. And that's something for us to be very proud of as a country, and we don't and we don't show much pride as a country anymore. But I'm I'm proud of my country for right. that. Yeah, no, it's cool. I mean, but it also, I mean, it's hard to say you're proud when it took a lot of fighting and a lot of kicking and screaming and people resisting the whole way, you know? So yes, where we are now, it's great. It's like, I would rather live in the US than, you know, virtually anywhere, uh, except Canada, Justin Trudeau. <laughs> yeah. have, you to, have, you, have you been to Europe? Have you uh, traveled extensively? And do you see a difference? Yeah. I do not. Uh, I've only been to Canada. Uh, that's when I was, that's before 9-11. So before the passport times, I, I am so pathetic. When it, I, don't, I don't even have a passport. I'm the worst. You, you, now Europe is, it should be pretty exciting. I'm sure like, oh France, yeah. Yeah. Oh, please. Like Sweden, forget it. Like yeah. I think, I think like, I think Sweden, it's like, <laughs> they tell you you're gender neutral at birth, that sort of thing. Like, let you decide. I lived in Thailand about 20 years uh. ago and <laughs> being That's, that's trans, Jerusalem for trans. Uh. I mean, it was just the most absolutely normalized thing. I taught first grade. We had trans teachers who at an all boys private school, we had trans teachers that were coming to keep, teach the kids dance. I mean, there were, it, it was really incredible an incredible thing how integrated um i and thai they're called katoys um are integrated into society and that's not the only culture that that's true of um and so, i think like oh sorry no 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 go ahead i was gonna say i think in thailand they also have like lady boy massage parlors in every school which is really <laughs> a good thing for, for kids but uh and by the way and, and the trans people there it's like they're cheating they're way too good looking in thailand i don't know well, what they, it, they're they, cheating they're cheating we i i'd be prettier by a lot but they're cheating they're tiny daintier people they're already more feminine right you know i, I know said about myself that i would probably make a reasonably no no no, no. although <laughs> I, i'm a dainty person i mean look at these wrists you can't i mean i'm already <laughs> halfway there you know, yeah, but like, uh, yeah, you, you, you're a little hairy, a little hairy. That, that would take some that, doing. That's I think. easy enough to take care of that. All right, all right. Uh, you know, one can, can remove hair, but this wrist, you know. All right. Is, one way to find out: you turn, you transition, and I'll play sports. And I, two, five years from now, we'll see who's better off. Well, I was never a good athlete, you know. Um, even as a male, I the women were beating me. But <laughs> uh, yeah, same here. I, I look. By the way, I did one of those those apps that you do that was. Like, you know, these apps that, that, that change what you look like, they make you from, they make you older, they make you the opposite sex. So I did one where I cha changed myself to a woman and I looked like Bonnie McFarlane. Really? I, I, I was, that, uh, that's a terrible thing to say about Bonnie. That's yeah. just a terrible no, thing. That's kidding. That's good. There you go. Uh, no, I, I can see that. I can see that. I think, I'm sorry, Dan, you, you'd be hot. I think so. I mean, but, um, you know. So, or at least I, I don't say hot, but I'm I'm already small, so it would already yeah. be like I'm already you know it wouldn't I wouldn't be as, I would be able to pass a little more easily than somebody that's that's a, say a, a, somebody a Caitlyn Jenner or something. I don't know if it's more complimentary to argue with you or you agree with you at this point. You know, like I don't know what's be what's better for me. Like, how do I get out of this situation? I do want I say, the truth. I I, want, yeah. You're just you're so virile as a I'm man. Not I'm not transitioning unless I can do it right. 
you're such a tower of manhood. It's hard to picture you as anything but you know the the giant testosterone pile that you are. <laughs> but that to me is not a compliment. I don't. I I, I thought I'm not, or an insult. It's neither. I I know that I'm not overly masculine. It never bothered me. Okay. What yes, what's but, overly uh, masculine? Like, are we saying like macho? Is I'm that what we're saying? Stefano, I you know, um, I'm not a big hulking guy. I'd say Rogan is too much masculinity. Right. Rogan, probably. Yeah, well, Rogan, yeah. you know, yeah, I mean, he's a... He's I, I, I think I told you this before, but you know, I, I, found, I found some old audio cassettes, and I, I found an old audio cassette of my grandmother, and it was very sentimental to me. But my, my grandmother was very, very ahead of her time on all these uh, sexual issues. And she, I can remember... In high school, she was trying to get me to read. What's her name? Christine Jorgensen. Is that her name? Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Trying to get me to read Christine Jorgensen's autobiography. Wow. Because she because she felt that this was such a an important thing. Like she like I I, I can remember exactly where I was and where what, what exactly when she was talking to me about it, and she was she was so heartfelt about this issue, you know. So it really. It really was helpful, I think, to to have uh, that kind of upbringing. I never read it. Um, <laughs> Neither, but please. <laughs> yeah. Was that the but, Danish uh, girl? Is that from the movie? No, the, no. the Danish girl was like years, years before Lily Elp. She was from like the 1920s, but uh, Christine Jorgensen was like in what, the 50s. Do you have any knowledge historically of what trans people were doing, say, in the 16th century? I mean, they didn't have the technology, the hormones. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're getting holes drilled in their head and demons sucked out. That's what they're doing. Or they were just yeah. living, they, they, or they just, you know, hid it as best they could. Well, a lot of them were living stealth lifestyles. I mean, you can go back into trans history and it's fascinating and, you know, sort of terrifying. Pe people who, some people had some very high positions and were just like fully stealth. Yeah, there were there were trans men who fought in the Civil War, like who who had hit it. Uh, I think it, it's you know, and some cultures like uh, the a lot of Native American cultures that had different have like five genders, and so I think. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, it's like you know the same with gay people back then. You know, what what percentage of the population is is thought to be trans now? Uh, Sixty two in Brooklyn. Uh, point, <laughs> point, point three everywhere else. Point three percent. So Give or take. So, so uh, uh, one out of every three hundred. 0.3%. Is that true? Some, something like that. That's, what, I mean, I, I mean that, now that you have gender neutral, forget it. it. It's, you know, it's even higher, but. So that's three out of a thousand. Is that right? Yeah. I, um, Noam, to your point, I think it, it's fair. I mean, I feel like in my life, I have seen, um, just it is, even just having spent a lot of time in my earlier part of my life teaching kids that we really have come a long way. It, it is worth noting. I mean, my son, when he was three, had a trans teacher and, you know, it was it was pretty fucking awesome. I mean, it was, was he a good teacher, though? Were they a good teacher? He, so it's a, he was in, he was a great teacher. Oh, good. Good. Um, and it was a woman transitioned to a man. He was a trans guy, yeah. Um, and I knew he, or I thought he was trans, you know, just because 
I don't know. I mean, I've spent a lot of time around trans men and women. And so like, it seems like pretty clear to me from the beginning and spending time talking to him, but I don't think a lot of other people knew. And then there was an incident where they found, the parents found out and um, people, we really went, they, I mean, the school really went to bat for him too. I mean, it, it was really, um, it was really kind of an amazing thing although it shouldn't have been, right? I think trans men are a lot more, pal is a lot, they're in general more palatable for this country for some reason. You know, I think a lot of people are like, well, it's not, it's, it's not a woman with a dick. It's a trans man. They became a man. Oh, because that, I think people are just, because you're talking about a biological female, it's seen as less threatening. Maybe that's it. Yeah, I, I mean, not, not that, I'm not trying to say that trans men don't have a, have a difficult, time too. I'm just saying like a, a lot of people, it feels like if there's a trans man, I don't know. It's Let me, let me ask you a, a question, a naive question that maybe we'll get, you know, maybe sure. get me letters, but you know, before trans was well known, there was a phenomenon. I, don't, I, I know this is probably not a correct term anymore, but it, you know, it was, it was the term a bull dyke, right? Like you'd see like a, a lesbian, like a really uh -huh. tough ass lesbian. What percentage of those uh, bull dyke lesbians were actually trans but just had no option to be trans in, in the 70s and 80s yeah i bet a lot but i also know that there, there still are bull dykes you yeah. know I don't can you say they, bull dyke I, I think they call themselves butch now i don't think, well, I think okay butch butch and bull dyke's a little harsh i think but uh yeah i don't know maybe i don't think you'll get letters for it but no i think uh now a lot there are a lot of butch lesbians still but i think sh absolutely some of them must have transitioned um just like drag queens probably some of them would have transitioned had things been better off. I mean, back, there are some, some stories of trans people in like the 50s, 60s, and 70s where they would literally inject uh, bathroom, uh, not caulks, like that silicone that's yeah. in a tube that you buy at Home Depot. They would literally like pump that into like their chest or their hips. Hey. Or the, yeah, yeah. So I mean, and, and it was just this thing. They would just shoot up this silicone gel to look more curvy. And of course, you know, died of cancer like years later, but. Or five minutes later. Yeah. Well. So now, what, now, three three out of a thousand is a, is a small number. Do, do you foresee a time when? Because I always feel bad about it, and that I'm not just saying it's you. Periel knows I feel this way. I always feel bad about like having you on, and I and and I'm I'm just always don't want to be like, oh, she has to be the trans girl, you know? Like, but but it is still interesting because anything that's rare is on its own interesting, no, right? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. You foresee a time. And it's politically relevant today, but do you foresee a time when, uh, when trans comedians won't be referencing their trans in their acts and trans uh, people on a show like this, who, like you know, just total mm -hmm. seamlessness? I don't know. I'm trying. <laughs> it's hard though because I feel like once you tell an audience you're trans, like that's they want to hear about it. You know, right. a lot like you, like you want to hear about it. You know, because it's different, and uh, it has to get further to a point where people don't almost don't care you know what i mean like, and i say that the way like like with someone who's with a comic who happens well it's probably doesn't it still happens to some gay and lesbian comics but even like like someone someone who's black it might be the point like right if they're on stage they don't they they don't care one way or the other necessarily they're viewing them as a person hopefully I, that you know again i can't speak i'm not a black person i can't speak for black comics but it seems like if there is a black comic they don't have to talk about being black as much because it's we're so much further past. It's not. It's not like an oddity the way it is with trans people, you know. Well, so I, I think to some extent I have to address the elephant in the room. I have to talk about it, and then I don't know. 
well, in the spirit of, of, uh, of that, can maybe we can, uh, I do want to talk about the vaccine, you know, so I, a non-trans trans vaccine. Trans? <laughs> oh, good. Let me have too late. Where were you 20 years ago? <laughs> there was an X-Men movie like right. that. <laughs> <laughs> Take away my powers. <laughs> Go ahead, Dan. Uh, yeah, the, the, the Pfizer vaccine is a, apparently, at least uh, in terms of the latest research, 90% effective and perhaps will start vaccinating people as early as uh, December. Yeah, Sputnik too. Sputnik 5 uh, yeah, is 92%, supposedly, the Russian one. Well, I'm rooting for the American vaccine. Oh, yeah, come on. It's just like the space race. I was against that, Sputnik. It would be very hard for people to trash America if, if it's our vaccine that saves the world. I know people like to dump on America, especially during the Trump years. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, if we're going to save the world with our vaccine, it's going to be, uh, we can lord it over the rest of the world, I, just, I think. Although it is, there's a German company involved as well. I think every other, every other country wants the vaccine. They don't distrust vaccines the way we do, I think. I think it's more like, how do we get Americans on board versus the rest of the world? They're like, yeah, it's a medicine. Of course, we're going to take a vaccine. I mean, I would say that it's the fucking least we can do after we've given the world Trump for four years, right? Like, oh, stop with that already, <laughs> please. What is the matter with you? I'm convinced that Noam doesn't actually like Trump. He just like, because you hate him so much, he's starting to he, like him more and more. No, I think he, that's doesn't, all, but... he doesn't like Trump at all. He just, he likes not liking what I say more than he dislikes Trump. No, I, I, I'm all about perspective. I mean, that, that, that's, that's, what, that's what really went wrong. It's like, if, if you dislike Trump or thought he was a jackass or disagree with this or that about him, and you were forced to pretend he was a Russian agent. He's a, 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 a you know, a, a illegitimate president. He's everything bad. You didn't say and any of those things. You no, just that, he's a, just that he's a rapist. You know, that's, that's the yeah, biggest I one. Mean, and a racist. And, uh... But I mean, the thing, the thing about the racism, I mean, I say this all the time, it's like, he might be a racist, I don't know. But um, the other side is very racist. We hear racist stuff out of the other side all the time, and, and you're just not you're just supposed to pretend it's not racism. Like, you know, when you see a bunch of people marching uh, clearly, or like the chancellor of the schools in New York saying, you know, we this schools can't be just for one group of people when they're referencing Asians, you know. Um, and they gaslight us in a way, it's like because you're you're supposed to pretend that the other side is not living basking in racism everything out of their mouth is racist. everything out of their mouth what i mean you have a whole group which which says that you know white people are all racist and white people are born guilty and uh, you all have this and you all have that and asians and well and come on now the races I, I don't know i don't see trump i didn't see trump i don't know how he feels personally if you, if you want to convince me that trump is like an archie bunker type wouldn't shock me in the in the slightest i mean i would probably think that's probably the most likely type the guy is but are there any policies that trump advocated which were anti-black because i see racial policies from the other side in california california voted it down but they they actually had on the ballot this this election let's no longer make it illegal to uh have laws that uh um discriminate by race that was that was what they tried to do right they, and it went down by more than 10 points in California, but there it was on the ballot. 
We want to be able to discriminate by race. Get this law out of the way because we have shit we want to do under the hood and it involves judging people by the color of their skin. So, I don't know, you know. I That's why we, sh we should vaccinate white people first. That's uh, <laughs> in case it doesn't work. Because we're terrible. Part of that is affirmative action and you can defend affirmative action in certain ways. And I, I'm not going to say that's racism, but part of that is clearly let's not have too many Asians doing too well. That's clearly part of what it is. And we know that Harvard was saying that they're, they're boring. And I know everybody hears me talk about this stuff every, all the time, but I don't get it. I mean, to me, when it becomes normalized to refer to people as Karens, you've kind of given up your whole principle of saying it's not okay to judge people by the color of their skin. I don't know what that has to do with me saying that Trump is a scourge on the world. All right. Well, I mean, to, to what extent, you know, I mean, one might argue that because we, we didn't, um, he, he, we didn't go to war during the Trump years. It's certainly a lot, the world was a lot better off under Trump, uh, arguably, than it was under, say, Bush, you know, for example. Um, the Muslim I mean, countries are not, are not, are not, how has the world about. suffered? How has the world suffered because Trump was our president, I guess is the question. Well, uh, for start, first of all, I mean, I would say some some clear issues of racism with banning Muslim countries, even though like Saudi Arabia was the biggest perpetrator of 9-11 in terms of where people uh, came here from, but that wasn't on the list. So, I mean, it had nothing to do with terrorism. Same with like the, uh, you know, you don't see them locking Norwegians in cages, you know, <laughs> but um, that would be what I'd say about that. But uh, one of the ways that I feel like the world has definitely been hurt under Trump was this... Uh, they call it the global gag rule, where he he specifically, the U.S. specifically stopped giving funds to non-government organizations that had any mention of reproductive health. In terms, so if they even would recommend or refer someone to get an abortion or something like that, they would pull all health. So because of that, AIDS has been spreading. Uh, there have been numerous, like, it's just a lot of these agencies that depend on us to control malaria, to control AIDS, to control like these STDs in these countries. A lot of that has definitely been hurt. Uh, I don't know about that, but it's, I, I agree with you if, that, if that's exactly as it sounds. Yeah, um, it, was, it was called the Mexico City policy, but under Trump, he went even further than well, you know, we, of course, Obama, you know, allowed 500 Syrians to, 500,000 Syrians to die. And he also um, had 10 different reporters investigated by the FBI. And you can, you can drone zoom strikes. in. No drone strikes. He had more drone strikes than Bush. Yeah, drone, yeah that's right. Droning. Uh, uh, um, I mean, I'd rather my kid be in a cage than, than, than killed dead uh, by a drone, you know? So, so really a lot of this comes from working backwards Trump bad, so let's just let's look backwards and find everything we can to back up that position. Obama's good, so we'll just look, you know, we'll we'll look at the opposite things with Obama. But the truth, and this is what we fight for on this podcast, the truth is complex and um, is just not helpful when you have that much emotionally invested in in hating somebody. Right? That's what I think. It doesn't it does not lead you to, to to good uh, um, understanding of the real world. And that's why you're on Parlor. That's why what? That's why oh, you're on Parlor. Is that like a, 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 a oh, it's like Parlay? Because it's like- Oh, it's French Parlay? Word. It's French, Parlay. Well, it's French word to talk, but I think most people pronounce it Parlor, but it's, I right. think no, it's, it's Parlay. Right, I'm sure it is, but I can't imagine any redneck used in French. I don't know, I, maybe it's a racism thing. I just can't see some, some hillbilly going like, let's go to Parlay. Let's Parlay. I mean, 
this, this Chevrolet, so they're capable of the. Oh yeah, letter. there you go. They pronounce it Chevrolet. They're capable of expressing that that particular phoneme. They pronounce it Ford. Okay. No, I first of all, they're actually we. I, that's that's a very racist thing for me to say towards Appalachian Americans. I don't know if it's racist because it's more classist. Uh, okay. I guess. Especially since I come from a redneck town, which is you know. Do you go back that there a lot? No, no, never. <laughs> why would it? Why no, would I do that to myself? Parlay is I visit like my the, mom's grade. Parlay is a is a Twitter basically with less rules, so that people can they're less you're less likely to get shadow banned and blocked, and uh, you know uh, they don't put warnings on your on your tweet. They don't call it tweets. I don't know what they call it, but. Um, it's more free speech oriented, but it tend, it's tended to attract a lot of right wing people. I don't know if that was its intention, but that's the result. So, and so it's become a big talking point. Of, somebody called it mind space uh, in, in reference to the right wing uh, predominance. Um, Twitter is horrible. Here's why, here's why I think Trump is terrible. He loaded up, like if you want to know, and, and I, th I think there are some things where I think if he were to get peace with North Korea, that would have been amazing. It didn't really happen. Uh, you know, that, the, that some of those, those uh, treaties in the Middle East are, are okay. They didn't really do much, you know, but it was a nice gesture. But no, no, they do the a lot. They do a lot, but go ahead, go ahead. All right. Um, yeah, I'm, like I'm not familiar with like policies about you know, any, I'll go on. All these, all these like administrations, like uh, Department of HHS, just like stop, loaded themselves with these evangelical types who like work for the, the, the Federal Society or the Heritage Foundation. These people who fought against uh, gay marriage and continue to do so, people who are very anti-abortion, people who are very anti-trans, they're basically very religious groups. So I, by loading these up, they make these policies, things like uh, that, that say like gender is immutable under, under, under uh, US, you know, things like that, that, I mean, granted the Supreme Court, uh, ruled against that, but, but the Trump legal team, the Justice Department wrote briefs to fight allowing trans people equal rights. So, I mean, the, behind the scenes, what they, all these organizations, it's, it's, it's not Trump, but he started it and he, he's the reason behind it. So those are some of the reasons, like with these people gone, like Brett Giroir and Alex Azar and all these people, and, and it, it's, those are the, the people that I'm glad to see gone. Rick Perry with the, like having Rick, having the first guy, Scott Pruitt, was that the guy in, in uh, the EPA? The guy who yes. literally fought against to disband EPA was made the head of it. So for global warming, it's night and day too. Those are the big things for me. Fair enough. Well, Noam is a big believer that global warming, that, that nuclear is uh, the only way we're going to get out from under the global warming problem. But that um, To bomb Mexico? <laughs> no, nuclear power, but oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it's so, it seems so plain to me. I don't understand. But well, maybe we can get somebody on to talk about it. But anyway, so to get back to the vaccine, if we could just quickly, Norm, are you feeling optimistic that this, that it, as Churchill said, this may not be the beginning of the end, but it may be the end of the beginning. Oh, wow, Dan. Or maybe may the beginning of the end, or maybe, you know, I don't know. My hot wife just came in over Periel's shoulder, over her right shoulder there. Oh, Periel's at your house, uh, Norm? Yeah. Okay. Well, what are um, you doing at Noam's house at nighttime? You should be with your 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 husband and child. Oh, it looks good. Oh, hi, hi. Um, my husband and child are here too. Okay. Um, what was the question? Yeah, of course I'm optimistic. I think. Uh, I mean, 
I, I hope somebody writes about this, we'll learn about this, but it, it just, it's just striking to me that Pfizer developed this vaccine. I'm sure it took billions of dollars to do it and they did it with their own capital. And you just do kind of wonder if like, um, if we're now we're learning that it's not all bad to have American companies that make a lot of money. You know, we've seen Amazon help us an awful lot and, and Walmart and now Pfizer. There's a lot of, there was a lot of uh, resentment of big pharma, but maybe it's coincidence, but maybe there's something about this American system which drives innovation. And we have not sufficiently come to terms with the trade-off between innovation and what strikes us as, as amounts of money that people make that are, or companies make that are difficult to, for us to comprehend or, or to swallow at the time that we're looking at it because we tend to just take for granted the other side of the ledger, which is the tremendous innovation from Apple, from Microsoft, from Amazon, and now from Pfizer. So I'm very gung-ho on America about all this. And um, I don't think it's a coincidence. And by the way, I read that they said 90, 90%, but it might even be 97% effective, the Pfizer vaccine. So yeah, that's, really? that's, that's great for America. And how, do, how does something like that get rolled out though? Like when they say a vaccine is ready, does that mean like we can... Well, the top one, the top one percent gets it first, as it should be, and then uh, no, that there's and then that, they all die, and then they all die because they all die. To have like um, years of trials for vaccines, I mean, and this, then wealth this, trickles down more equally. This is uh, something that nobody knows yet, but um, you you would think that the most vulnerable would get it, healthcare workers would get it first, um. And then after that, a lottery? I don't know. Like, you, you want it to be fair. Yeah. Is, Go ahead. Supposedly, they're going to have uh, it's, the military is going to get involved in terms of that, too, in terms of distribution. But I don't know how, I don't know logistically what that's going to entail. And then, of course, there's this Operation Warp Speed, which is the one thing that the Trump administration did, which, at least on paper, is very, very good and very, very, could be very, very important. Whereas supposedly they developed all these, you know, developing all the doses of the vaccine many vaccines in advance so that when a particular vaccine, if and when a particular vaccine passes testing, it's already been made. The flip side is that if, if something doesn't pan out, it all has to get thrown out. So it costs a lot of money, but this was a very smart policy. And I, you know, this was the Trump administration. So they need to get credit for that. Fuck Trump. Yeah. I mean, there's been some controversy as to whether Pfizer was at all involved in Operation Warp Speed. I'm not sure, I'm not sure. I hear different things. I, I think it's Space Force. <laughs> I thought Israel was like also creating a vaccine, no? Well, they were working on one, but... Um, there were those stories early on that they were like on a verge of one immediately, but that seemed to be uh, some shady. Oftentimes in the Jewish press, you know how Jews are, we like to think that we invent everything, but they, you know, you read a billion stories about Israel's on the verge of time travel. And <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 that's because you control the press though, right? Yes, we do. Well, that's part of it, but you know, part of it is just optimism on part of Jews that want, that are hoping that if we create, invent enough shit, the Gentiles won't hate us so much. But it hasn't proved it to work in the past. I don't. No, they resent us even more. It doesn't matter what we do. But, but um, there they go again. You know, Israel's a tiny country. They, America's where the innovation comes from. 
you know. Well, I mean, I that's well. I mean, no, I mean, Israel really has created like a lot. Given their their size, they've done a very good job. But at the end of the day, the United States is don't be such an obviously a lot more innovative. And and Germany played a big role in this vaccine, the BioNTech company, BioNTech, I think it's called. It's actually a company founded by two Turkish immigrants to Germany, um, husband and wife team. By the way, I love that, I love that saying. Like, given you, given the size, you did a really good job. I just love that expression for uh, for dates for like uh, every, you know. It's just perfect. It's just. I perfect. knew it sounded familiar. Now I remember. Given, where I given your size, <laughs> it was all right. It was all right. You, you know, a little kind of tiny, but you know, you got the job done. Kind of took a while. On a related note, the world wants to know uh, uh, if Jay, if you if you've uh, if, if, no, no, my daughter's here on the on the on the bike. <laughs> Mila, go upstairs. If you are, if you are in a relationship at this time, <laughs> I am not in a relationship at this time. Uh, I am terrified of relationships. I, I don't know. Okay, well, you are on a, you and I Sorry. are on a similar page, I guess, in that regard, in terms of our. I don't know. It's something about it. It's just weird. Like, like honestly, I'm more attracted to guys, but women are so much less intimidating. Like, I wish I could date women. You know, it, it just, it just got guys. I don't know. It's just. It's just frightening. I don't know what it is. You guys have good reason to I hear the opposite of being in a relationship. I can tell you. Pardon, pardon Perry, what is that, Perry? You said you both have good reason. There's good reason to oh. be terrified to get into a relationship. Oh, well, let's, let's ask Jay this question. What percentage right. of, what percentage of um, standard issue heterosexual males are willing to go out with a trans woman? Um, Willing? I don't know. I don't know. When I, say, when I say willing, I mean like relationship. Like, okay. Because usually it's, I, I bring a potato sack to throw over their head and then tie them up and throw them in the car. But um, no, I, I, I don't know. I think there's probably, I'm sure there's a percentage wise. If you look at the people who like the porn numbers, probably about 15% look at it, you know? So I think they would be willing to dabble. Uh, but here's what's weird. Most of the people who are into trans, or maybe it's not, most of the people who seem to want to date or, have, or be with a trans person or have sex with a trans person or whatever are very conservative. It, it's astounding. Like, like um, I don't know what it is. I don't know why, but that's the other thing. Like, I, I don't, you know, I don't want to date someone I'm going to argue with 90% of the time. Well, let me, let, me, let me ask you this. When, when you meet a guy like that, how how do they how do you size them up? Are they just run of the mill ordinary people? Are they? No. Do you think they have? Are they a fetish? They're, are they a little weird? Like what what what? Honestly, I'm not experienced enough to to answer that. Honestly, like I don't even get that far usually. It's like I, whenever I talk to someone, you know, it's I feel like a lot of that is. Uh, I feel like a lot of that is fetish. A lot of people like who don't have a girlfriend that's into pegging <laughs> want to go to a trans person, yeah. you know, which is fine, I guess. I just, you know, but it's, it's also a very weird dance where, where no guy says like, you know what, I would like, I would like a trans person to have your daughters in the room, but I won't go into it. No, no, she, she left. Be she on left. top, okay. okay. I want a trans person to, you know, be on top while I'm in the bottom. Yeah, that's sort that's the cleanest way to put it. And like, I don't think guys want to say that out loud. I think that's, there's still like that shame in the back of their head, which is why it's terrifying to, and just like this weird, I don't know. I guess Kaiser, I'm, uh, I'm wondering about, it's like, okay, there's this side of sexuality, which, you know, it's like, it's, it's, we, we're all in our, in our grooves, but we can get knocked out of the groove and do something mm-hmm. wild and everything. And everybody's, you know, more or less um, capable of being, 
in the, at the right place in the right time doing something they never thought they would do, right? But that's a very like shallow sexual thing. But then there's right. also the, the aspiration to, I want, or whatever, you drink. Then there's also the aspiration like, I want to get married and have a, a life with somebody, a family. And at that point, um, the question is like, well, what will, will, a, will a heterosexual guy say, well, because Perel and I have this argument. She says like, well, a heterosexual man just wants to be with someone who identifies as a woman. I'm like, I don't think that's, that's quite I, what it is. I think I, in, on paper, that's, that's what they want. But then in practice, it's like they, when they think like, oh, well, what do my friends think? What do my parents think? What do my family think? They don't want to be with a trans person. You know, I, I just don't see it. I, I just really don't. I, I can see someone wanting like a little secret, you know, someone be like, hey, let's have a, I really want to try being with a trans person. You know, uh, I, I have a friend who, who's trans, who's, who's uh, pre-op. She has guys all the time, half the time they're married, she finds out that they just want to have sex with a trans person. You know, they want and it's just, it's just a, a thing. Like she'll have, you know, repeat customers, so to speak. And, um, and I don't begrudge her or the guys doing it. I just, you know, that's not the sort of thing I want, you know. Well, I, I told Perry and she got furious. I'm like, I'm exactly the opposite. I don't care if the woman I'm with identifies as a man. <laughs> in other words, okay. like whatever going on in her head, that, that, that actually doesn't throw me for a loop. It's, it's not, it's not to me, my sexuality is, is nothing to do with what you identify as. That's, that's your thing. You know, like it might come out in a weird way in your personality and somehow maybe I might not be attracted to that. But I'm just saying like, if I'm, if I meet a, 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 um, a person at a bar and they're extremely attractive and we get home and we start having sex, and she says, by the way, you know, I, I identify as a man. I don't say to myself, oh, oh I guess now I'm in a homosexual uh, encounter. I, no, I, you know what I, mean? I still no, feel I'm in a, it's both, it's, I'm, still, I'm still in a heterosexual encounter. She might be in a homosexual encounter and you know, good. Right, but you say that, but once she started taking hormones and growing a beard, you'd think otherwise, you know? Yes, yes. That, yes. That's all. Yeah. Right, and you're also conflating, as I've said many times. I hate that word, go ahead, go ahead. Well, Sorry. I mean, it's yeah. like, just like the definition of the fucking thing I'm saying. Okay. I mean, conflating gender and biology, which are two separate things. I know. Yeah, I, I know. I know. I know. You, all you people who went to college. You can flare. Because you, you know better than what people no, because know what on their own. No, because what talking about, is Mila in the room or not? No, she's not. Okay, what you're talking about. Mila knows more about this than I do, so go ahead. I, I actually, that is true. She yeah. really, she's eight, and she really is wise beyond her years. Even about um, trans stuff, right? Yes, I mean, yeah. because, at, you know. Does that mean I can babysit her? Absolutely, you can babysit her. <laughs> Play Ultimate Warrior, whatever that game is called. <laughs> Ultimate Mechanic. I don't know what you called it. You're talking about tits and pussy. That's what you're talking about. And that's not what I'm talking about. You're conflating tits and pussy. You're conflating. <laughs> thank you, Jay. You're conflating tits and pussy. So you're saying if you bring some girl home from a bar and she's super hot and she has a great ass and nice tits and you know, whatever. You don't care if in her head she's saying, actually, I identify as a male. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay. 
<laughs> so, yeah, see, that was... now. now we're getting something. That's so easy. I guess, listen, I guess what I'm saying. That was the best um, answer, though. I, I guess what I'm saying is that um, it, it's, it's, it's got to be a lot harder to be trans. It's not like when well, you're gay, it's like, it's, it's easy. Okay, you, you want to be with guys and, and you want to be with each other. And, and if we would just leave you alone, if the outside world would just leave you guys alone, you could be totally happy and never have to think twice about it again. Like, just go. Like, like, yeah. But with, with, with trans, we have all these issues already spoke of, and then you also, you're, you're a woman now, but then it's not even that easy then because you still have to, you still have to get the acceptance of the, of the object of your desire, which are heterosexual dudes who not always may, may hesitate at that issue there. And, right. and that's, and that's always going to be a fact of life, probably. So it's just, I don't know, just. Well, yeah, 100%. But on top of that, too, I feel like, and I think a lot of trans people have this, like, let, let's face it, when, when, you know, I'm, what's almost six feet tall and, and was born a guy. So it's like, I'm trying, <laughs> seeing my image in the mirror and I'm trying and I'm taking that and comparing it to an image that's virtually impossible of a, like the pure female beauty. You know what I mean? And it's the sort of thing like, I don't know that I can ever be comfortable being naked with another person if I'm not really comfortable with myself. And I think that's something that trans people deal with a lot too. Uh, you know, you know, you know um, I, I, in case anybody wonders why I'm taking you through this conversation, it's not a conversation I'd ever have with you, um, Jay, because in, in a certain way I'm, I feel, you know, it's none of my business and I feel almost bad having the conversation. I'm really doing it to demonstrate to Periel that in, in so many instances, the, the person who's outside of this scenario, Periel, becomes much more militant about talking about it as it really is than the actual trans person or the actual black person. You know, like, in other words, like the things I will say basically the same things you're saying to her, and she will react very negatively to me as, as if she believes that, no, that's not the way it is. If we just all close our eyes, it'll, it's just like, Trans people are the same as um, trans women are women, and everything, and they're, and they're, and that's the end of it. And everything's easy. And 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 heterosexual men will be with a trans woman, and and trans women will feel good about themselves. And, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, I, I don't I think, think it's I that easy. Never said any and, of those things. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So I have. So, so I'm saying is that what I'm saying is that for Periel's benefit, Jesus Christ, that that, really that that not every conversation that doesn't just parrot a certain Harvard sociology class line is, 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 is representative of somebody who's retrograde in some way. I would dare say in some way, it might be someone who's actually thinking for themselves and thinking more deeply than the very shallow way which people like are so often because you think you think she's conflating she, she's conflating and she's on a moral <laughs> crusade you know <laughs> she conflates no, no, no. all the time and i i appreciate that uh, um no she's i th i i don't think crusade. There, there are a lot of guys who do not see me uh, as female you know it's just the, the facts of life you know what i mean i you know of course i know that i'm not on a fucking moral crusade first of all but my, my point is they don't, maybe they don't see you as female, but that's, 
that doesn't mean that you're not female is right. what well, thank I'm, you. that's what I'm saying. That that's the crusade that I'm on. My, and, and I, yeah. my I like your crusade better than my crusade is if somebody tells me what their gender is, then I respect what that person tells me. And for me, that's what their gender is. That's the crusade that I'm on. My crusade is to stop this vaccine and let COVID run its course. <laughs> that's my crusade. Dan, you could yeah. chime in. Uh, Come on, Dan, you're, you're almost trans, remember? You're, you, I, you're, I also, you're a hot woman. Can I say one other thing? Let's, I, let's say before, I, I also find it a lot easier to have relationships with people who are not like me when I don't um, have to hide the, the things that I might think. Like, I, you know, like I, I, I find a lot easier to be friends with Jay when, I, when I'm not pretending I mean, like she, she knows what what I think, you know. Like I'm, there's nothing I there's nothing I think I'm ashamed of. I find it a lot easier to hang out with Keith Robinson when I t when he knows what I think about things, you know. And um, Keith Robinson, and I, and I, and I, if you don't know, is a as an African American man. And and I feel like w one of the one of the reasons people from different groups can't or have trouble being friends is because they they just can't totally be sincere with each other a lot of the time, you know? So, I don't know. I got like, Jay could hook me up with truth serum and there's nothing that would come out of my mouth about trans that she hasn't already heard me say. Well, there, but there would be I'm not sure about Periel. <laughs> there would be stuff that comes out uh, about other things that- uh, Yeah, I wouldn't ask you about transitions, be. believe me. It would be other <laughs> things entirely. But um, anyway, um, enough there, with the trans talking? already. Pardon? I said enough with the trans. Jay's well, very. Okay, so I think on, as far as this show is concerned, we've really talked a lot about trans, and and perhaps we've said all that we have to say about it. And maybe next time Jay is on, we won't even uh, we won't even uh, broach the subject. <laughs> now that Jay, now I'll that Jay admitted I'm right, I mean, unless of course Jay has some interesting news in her personal life that she never. would like to discuss. Never, never, she never. Doesn't, she doesn't seem to. Yeah, well, I'm gonna unless I find out who uh, is hitting on me on, you know, on YouTube. Have any uh, comics um, uh, approached you? Comics, of course, comic on comic romance is not unheard of. We've had several marriages. In fact, most recently, Rosebud Baker and uh, and Andy Haynes. Haynes. Yeah. Andy Haynes. Yeah. Um, no, and I think I think even if a comic would, I think they're like the community is too small, and I I don't think any comic wants to be seen like being like. Hey, did you tap that yet? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think I'm there yet. I think, I think, I don't think society is there. And I think comics are about five steps behind society. So, so no. Have you been on the road? Are you, tra are you performing? Are you traveling around with all the Jay or to, or to me? Well, yeah. I was asking yeah. Jay because I know you. Uh, not now. I, I want. I really. I was hoping to do a lot this summer, and then you know, I was hoping to plan things for the uh, for the winter down south. But I don't know. Well, I'm still waiting to see. So. I, I'm going. Uh, Aruba Ray is going to be back in Aruba at, at uh, in December, and unless, of course, something changes, and you know, and Aruba decides to lock the island down, I'll be going to Aruba uh, at the end of the month. Yes. Other Although than that, uh, pardon. Although I have started a comic strip that has nothing to do with trans people, which I'm pretty proud of. You're an artist? I am an artist. I'm uh, quite talented. Well, I'm all right. 
is it yeah. online anywhere? Is it online? It is. It's on my, I started a, a Patreon um, with a lot of free stuff for people uh, about my comic strip. Uh, and it's, it's uh, just Patreon J McBride. Patreon.com slash J McBride if someone wants to check it out. That's about all I've been. And, and I, th- I think I've done like like three months worth of comic strips, give or take, and uh, a 28-page graphic novel. Like that's what I've done wow. during this. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm pretty impressed with how much I've done, but now I'm sort of losing interest again. <laughs> I've been. I, I don't know if you noticed, Perial. I've been making a lot of memes on Instagram. I've been. I've, nice. I've been. I've started to. I've gotten into the meme game. Are you? I first of all, Jay's drawings are also on her Instagram, and it's true that she is very talented. Um, Dan, I have noticed those memes. They're they're very funny. I didn't realize that you were actually making those. They're I, all homemade memes. These are all homemade memes. I you know, there's no point in just reposting. I think that's probably one of the reasons they don't get a lot of likes is I think people think that, because memes in general are not homemade. I mean, somebody has to make them obviously, but they, then they're just passed around. Uh, my memes are all, uh, are all uh, made with love and care uh, right here. Uh, and it shows, uh, and it shows. Artisanal, uh, artisanal memes. It's like a Thanksgiving side dish, you know? It's not like you just, you know, get something out of the box, you, you know, you make it from scratch. Yes, and I, 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 I put care into it. Right. They're very funny. Oh, thank you. You know, I mean, it really is. And ex- the thing about memes is like, it's like it's a little disappointing because there's so much creativity going on. And I'm like, fuck, I'm a professional. Right. People doing great work. I don't know who these people are. Especially when you see a different one go viral and you're like, ah, that mine's better. Come on. It's just like comedy in some sense. Yes, exactly. Now the whole world is in on it. You know, it used to be just comedians. Did right. Now right. Yeah, the whole world has got theirs. Something to say. I don't know if there's like you know a, a meme guy that's like some meme genius somewhere that nobody's ever heard of that's creating all this content, or is it just all individuals that nobody knows who it is? And no, these people the- have like millions of followers on Instagram. Yeah, but they're not necessarily the meme maker. I don't know who's making these memes. Like, who came up with that? You know, that one with the girl and the guy, and the guy's looking away at another girl. It's one like, person started that and then it snowballed and everyone's doing that. And that's like, that's just the, that. the beauty of it. No one knows who that and, is. And they're penniless. Guaranteed they make nothing off of that, by the way. So it's a lot like comedy. I mean, it, it, yeah, it's a beauty to it because it is so pure, artistically pure, you know. Or the um, one with the cat, where the, the woman's looking at the cat and the cat's like hissing at her. I don't know that one. I mean, memes are great. Yeah, that's it's uh, I think it's like the Real Housewives of something on one side and then a cat just like, like this. That black kid that's kind of looking like this. You know, you know that kid, yeah. that black kid that's like, and then they put people put all kinds of stuff like, you mean to tell me that you know it's all like incredulous shit that he's thinking? Do you know people who are listening to us describe memes it's, right now probably just want to put their head through? A well, I don't know a better way to describe. If, if, if there are blind people listening and to, to us describe memes, they're like, all right, I'm not missing anything. All right, it's fine. <laughs> Any, uh, anything else? I, we, we, we've, uh, I think we uh, solved everything vaccine related. We're good. Well, hopefully this is like, you know, hopefully this vaccine will be it. And that'll then, I mean, we'll all be agoraphobic and afraid to leave I know. home. I know, I won't be. <laughs> but, uh, you know, hopefully, this time next year, everything will be as it was, you know. Um, but how much longer until we can? Well, uh, well, no one knows that, you know. I mean, I think once they start rolling out the vaccines, there will be a psychological effect. 
And we It'll be spring. I bet. I bet it won't be till at least spring. People will just automatically feel like the end is 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 upon us, and they'll they'll. I think they'll they'll be more confident. And I don't know. Noam has been distracted the past ten minutes or so. Oh, there's a comedy. There's a comedy seller live uh, thing. Going oh, nice. On. Oh, tonight's tonight. Yeah. Oh, in the little dunk tank. Yeah, of course. I I forgot the passwords. So. Anyway, okay. So is that it, Noam? Do we want to sign? I think this was a nice tight episode. Uh, I guess that's it. All right. Well, where can everybody find you? Well, you can find me at Dan Natterman on across uh, uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Tweet, tweet, tweet. I'm not on. Oh, you know, I did sign up for Parlay just to take a look. I but I haven't par, I haven't written anything on it. I just was curious, so I did get it. You ne parlez pas. Are you um are you are you on Twitter a lot, Dan? Not as much. Um, more Instagram, but I when first when I first got on Twitter, I was like, oh, I'm going to try to be like, you know, I'm always a day late and a dollar short. It's always the guys that are like right there as soon as it starts. So like, yeah. Rob Delaney was right on it, you know. And then I I tried to tweet stuff and get. And it just didn't work. And, I and you go back. I mean, like MySpace, Dane Cook was right on it. And then he blew up. And like, right then, on it. You got to be, just, you can't like, be the guy that says, I want to be, you got to be the first dude, you know? There you go. There you go. So I, I don't know what's coming out. And then also I've lost a lot of the fire that I once had in me. Um, but in any case, uh, but you can find me on uh, at Dan Natterman on Twitter and Facebook and, Facebook and Instagram. And uh, where can we find you? Uh, same thing. It's J A Y E McBride M C B R I T E all across. It's it's J dot McBride on Instagram. But if you just do Google me, it's fine. And Patreon, Patreon.com slash J McBride. Let's make a deal for as long as we know. Let's just never talk about okay. the trans stuff. I won't ever mention the trans stuff ever again. All right? I will. You don't I mention, will every time. You don't mention how big my dick is. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. yeah I, what about or what about uh Jay comes on if she wants to talk about it, it's up to her to bring it up i guess all right oh yeah yeah i i'm I, uh, tell you what how about you guys don't feel bad about asking me trans questions how about that's that? another that's another possible yeah because yeah we are I, I don't i really don't mind and honestly i think a, a discussion about trans issues is i mean obviously i <laughs> would like to think there's more to me than that but you know there really isn't, no, there the isn't a lot more it's being trans and then like you know being Nothing else. It's being trans and watching 90 Day Fiance, and those are literally the only two things in my life right now. So, uh, so if you have questions, feel free to ask. Okay. Fair are, there, are there are there uh, um, showbiz opportunities right now for trans is kind of hot in a way, right? Uh, not really. No. Um, not really for me anyway. Plus, I, I you know I haven't exactly uh, been you know I think it takes time to be a, a you know a solid actor. I'm sure, and I haven't put in the yeah. time yet. So. Uh, not much so far for me. No, but you'd be good at like a, a talk show. Uh, yeah, no, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know what? That's a good idea. Um, or a podcast, because that's the way the world is going. Um, you don't have to wait for the networks to, you know, find you. True. Um, at Dan Natterman and Comedy Seller at podcast at comedyseller.com for all your questions, comments, suggestions. No, please forward uh any e uh, emails you have i guess you don't have any because i haven't we, we, we always give it we always give it at the end we got to do it at the top right? okay but we used okay. to, we always give it at the end we used to get more no i used to say it earlier yeah oh, we okay. have to say every single episode we're like we have to say it at the top and then we well, never we do. Do. i wish you had a producer to, to remind us this stuff 
right. I take okay. I'm, I'm going because the men comedy thing is not in. We'll see you really next good. time on Live from the Table. Bye-bye.